So once again, it's a new way of having worship. I would highly encourage you to come to the first 30 minutes. From 10.30 to 11, it's fellowship time. We're going to try to have breakfast there every Sabbath. We're, we're working out ideas on how we can have breakfast every Sabbath. It's going to be a light breakfast. Come in, uh, bring, get your food, come in here. You know, we have tables set that you can uh, eat and talk with your friends, right? So that first 30 minutes is all about fellowship. The next 30 minutes, which we are now entering, in, or we have entered those 30 minutes, is uh, songs of praise and now uh, a small sermonette, a, a brief message. And the thing that we've been talking about these past few weeks when I've, been, when I've given the sermon has been the New World series. And this isn't me trying to uh, encourage you to let's have a new world order. I'm not saying that. But we're talking about how, how, God, um, how God works when people experience a new situation in their life. We can all have a new world experience, whether if it's like what Kathy is going through with the, receiving the, new, the news of cancer, that's a new world experience, right? So uh, here I am giving some handouts. I probably should have just had these on the table already. There you go, Terry. I think you need one more. So we're doing church a different way for those that just walked in. So... We're talking about a new world, and today's sermon or message is called The Heavenly Kingdom. And if I can get your attention to the front here, have you seen this lady before? This lady is uh, Yoani Park. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly. I did listen to her podcast. She was a guest on the podcast by Megan Kelly. I don't know if you listen to Megan Kelly, but Megan Kelly has a podcast and she was a guest on Megan's show. And if you don't know Miss Park, she has had a a very interesting and hard life. She was born in North Korea, and if you know anything about North Korea, it's a communist state a government, communist government, where they have a dictator. And uh, as she was growing up, she was then sold, her and her mother and her two sisters were sold into slavery, into being sex slaves, if I could talk about that this morning, okay? Um, it, it's not a pretty thing. It's not something that any of us should, should applaud or, or look at. If anything, it's the most disgusting part of, the, of, of humanity. So she was sold into sex slavery, and she was brought from North Korea into China. And there were these bad men who, who sold her from one person to another person, and in the midst of all of this, she's hoping she'll get reconnected with her family. They're all separated. Her sister and her and her mother are separated, and, and, his dad is, and her dad is killed, right? And so through several years in being a part of the sex slave, being forced into it as a child, I think what, Bobby, I, I'm trying to remember, I think 14 years old, 13 years old, 14 years old, around there, bless you, uh, this was a very traumatic uh, 
situation for her. During her podcast, she told Megan that she didn't have hope. And then Megan asked her, where would you cling, what would you cling to as far as hope? Would it be some form of happiness? And she said, in, in, in that culture, in North Korea culture, there's no idea of happiness. We didn't know what happiness was. So I didn't know what to look forward to, right? I was too young when I was separated from my family. So all I knew was that, that line of work that was forced upon her. So she talked about how she didn't understand what happiness was. She didn't know what it meant to to have a life of meaning and purpose. So hearing her share that part of her life, it was was eye-opening to see that even meaning and purpose is a luxury for you and me here in the United States of, of America. Let me say that again, that from her situation compared to our situation, meaning and purpose and happiness, it's a luxury. It's a luxury. When she didn't do what she was told to do, she was beaten. She was abused physically. Until one faithful day, she encountered a missionary in China. And the missionary guided her to get out of that situation and connected her with a group that was going to travel through the Mongolian desert and to get into, I think they were trying to get into Europe. But they would have to traverse that long trip, that long journey. And so Megan asked her, Megan Kelly asked her to, to share even more of what that trip was like to go through the Mongolian desert. And she said, the only time we could travel was during nighttime. Because daytime, daytime was too hot, and then you could be seen by the guards, by, by, by the slave, trade, uh, slave traders, so we had to travel at night. And so if you're thinking about that, in the desert, it's hot, right, during the daytime. But at night, she was talking about how the weather can get so cold that if you stopped moving, you would die, So what she would do, her and her other people that she was traveling to to get to safety, they would try to encourage each other as they're walking through the night, nudging each other, hey, wake up, hey, Georgia, hey, John, wake up, you can't go to sleep, you know, they're, they're encouraging one another. And then Megan, of course, asked her, well, if you're traveling at night and you're in the desert and there's no trees or landmarkers, how, how are you getting to your destination? And this is where my, my ears really perked up. She said, we, we trusted God. I started to learn how to pray. And then I learned about the North Star, that the North Star would not lead us astray. And then we had someone in that group that knew astronomy. I always mix, mix up astrology and astronomy. Astronomy is the stars, right? Okay. Uh, someone in the group knew astronomy, so, so we would follow the stars. And that, that really perked up my ears because what did we just celebrate? Christmas. What, what, did the, um, what did the wise men use as a way to get to Jesus? The stars, right, Suri? They used the stars to get to Jesus. And, and this was a real life story of a young lady and a small group of people trying to get to safety using a star not just to get to safety, but to get to Jesus. That's a powerful story. Long story short, they make their destination. She's able to come to America. 
And the first place she comes to is New York City. And she begins to describe what New York City was like. And to sum it up in a few words, it was like an out-of-world experience for her. Because she had come from a place of darkness, both figuratively and uh, literally. And now she's coming to a place of light, both figuratively and literally. A place that was where people were walking freely, not, not scared of, of getting abused. And so now what she does, the picture on the left is, that's her in one of the TED Talks giving her testimony. And she has written a book called In Order to Live, okay? A North Korean Girl's Journey to Freedom. Uh, I'm interested in getting the book. But now she, she lives her life in telling her story to encourage people. Uh, she, she's an advocate for, for slavery and especially for the sex trade. And so when she, you hear her talk now, she, she really appreciates the freedom and the rights that she has in this country today. And I wonder if it's the same rights and freedoms that, that we can take for granted So how do I tie this into a new world? How do I tie this into God's uh, heavenly kingdom? How do I tie it all together? Well, here, it's because when Miss Park went to this world, into United States of America, it definitely was a new world for her. A new world for her. And the thing that I want us to focus on today, and we're about to go into the Bible study here in the next few minutes, is what... What people, uh, I should say, what strangers may think when they first come to our world. What do they see? Now, coming from a Christian perspective, do they see Jesus if they are interacting with us in this new world? Our key text today is John chapter 6, verse 14. The sermon title is, the heavenly kingdom. After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is come into the world. After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did, what's that miraculous sign? In full context of this story, what happened before this verse is that Jesus had just fed the 5,000. After they saw Jesus feed the 5,000, which is a miraculous sign, they began to say, this must be Jesus. This must be the prophet that Isaiah talks about, that the Old Testament talks about. So what I have to say here is when they saw Jesus performing this act of, of grace and love. I mean, that's what it is. When the people are hungry, Jesus fed them. That's done out of, of compassion and love. When the people saw this, their eyes were drawn to him even more. If I can bring your, to, uh, your attention to, to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Here's another way of describing how people observed Jesus or what they thought of Jesus. Matthew chapter 7, verse 28 and 29. The context of this story is Jesus had just finished giving the Sermon on the Mount, the Sermon of the Beatitudes, right? Blessed are you 
who are poor in spirit, for yours is the he- is a pro- for you the promise is the kingdom kingdom of heaven, right? So that's the beatitudes. So here in Matthew chapter seven verse twenty eight. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the Beatitudes, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. Amazed. Another way to look at it, they were astonished by his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. What does that mean? It means that Jesus was out of this world, that they they. They had, uh, he had their attention. The people were astonished. That's how a lot of people viewed Jesus. And why? Well, because the world at that time, just like the world that Miss Park went through, was filled with darkness and hate. And there was a lot of lies being told. And so when Jesus came into the picture, And he is doing new things, unheard of things. And he's speaking with conviction and authority, but also with love. The people's eyes and ears are turned to a new world. And that new world that Jesus was presenting to them was the heavenly kingdom, or is the heavenly kingdom. Blessed Heavenly Father, Thank you so much for being present with us today and for guiding us through your word and through the topic of the heavenly kingdom. This world is far from what your original plan was. Uh, There is so much darkness in this world. And so if we can be ambassadors for your heavenly kingdom, then let us live out your love in the small details or even in the uh, greatest gestures. Uh, Give us an opportunity to, to love the community that's around us, the homes that we are a part of, um, but also through the far reaches that we might not even be able to imagine at this moment. Who knows, but maybe you have someone here that's going to make a big change across the Pacific, or maybe the big change happens right next door. Wherever it is, oh Lord, may we have the attitude of Jesus so, we, so that way we can be ambassadors of your character to this dark world. Thank you. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.